Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. In every aspect, Lord, everything that's said and done, let it be only to your glory and to the edification of every person in this building. We'll give you all the praise. Amen. If you have your Bibles... Turn with me today to the book of Exodus, and we're going to read out of the book of Exodus, chapter 25, verses 1 through 9, and then we're going to read also out of the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2. And verse 19 through 22. Exodus 25, 1 through 9. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak. Unto the children of Israel. That they may bring me an offering. Of every man. That giveth it willingly. With his heart. Ye shall take my offering. Don't take the offerings. That aren't offered willingly. Just take the ones that are offered willingly. Somebody say amen. Just take the ones that are given from a pure heart, a cheerful heart. Amen. The Lord said, blessed is the cheerful giver. Amen. Uh, It doesn't say blessed is the giver. Blessed is the cheerful giver. Now, I'm not going to preach about money, so don't get tight on me here. I mean, kind of locked up there like I'm going to start talking about your wallet. Well, I'm not. Now, if the Lord deals with you, that's between you and him. But uh, he wants somebody to, God's not going to force us to do anything. Somebody say amen. But when he asks us for something, he wants us to give it willingly. And he, Moses was commanded to accept those offerings that are given willingly. The whole time we're giving it, we're not begrudging it. and Thinking about what we gave up and thinking about what we walked away from. Come on. Amen. We're giving it to the Lord because he asked me for it. You know, there's a reason why God asks us for things. And this is the offering which you shall take of them. He he gets specific. Gold (laughs) and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ram skins dyed red and badger skins and shittim wood and oil for the light 
spices for anointing oil and for sweet incense, onyx stones and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate. And let them, I want you to notice this. Let them make me a sanctuary. Let that sink in. Let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. And he told Moses, according to all that I show thee, after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall you make it. Somebody say, after the pattern. Ephesians 2, 19 through 22, I know you're standing. So am I. I'm going to let you sit down, but I got to keep standing up. Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Now, he's talking to the Gentiles. He's talking to people that had no right to the presence of God. Or the things of God. But through Jesus, how many know that those that were afar off were made nigh by the shed blood of Jesus Christ? Amen. And he's telling them the Jews were close, and a lot of them didn't see it. Some, you know, too close to see. Ooh, that'd be a good message. Amen. Those that are afar off were made nigh, saying that, uh, that Jesus was the, was the, 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 the exact recipe to tear down the middle wall partition between them. He talks about that uh, prior to this and, and saying that they are made one body by the cross. The Jews and the Gentiles. Everybody together are brought into one body by the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. <laughs> Did you catch it? No, you didn't. We'll talk about it. That's all right. I'm going to preach to you this morning on this subject. A place for God to dwell. A place for God to dwell. Why don't we lay our Bibles down, lift our hands to the Lord, and just ask Him right now, right where you're at, just to speak to you. Come on, let, let, let it be the prayer of your heart right now. God, we've come here this morning for you. God, we're not just going through routine. We're no, this is not just a, a, a tradition that we're falling into, Lord. We're here for you today. We have our hearts prepared. Our minds are open, Lord. God, our spirits are open to whatever you, you want to say today. God, I pray that you would uh, let your anointing flow with unrestricted and unrestrained, without limitation, God. I pray that every eye would be a seeing eye, every ear a hearing ear, every heart an understanding heart. Anoint us, Lord, to see, hear, and understand, and anoint us to speak today. And I pray that all, all that is said be under the direction of the Holy Ghost, and we'll give you all the praise 
in Jesus' name. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. Hallelujah, you can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. Amen. A place for God to dwell. How many know that God is infinite? God is really beyond, he's beyond our comprehension. He's, he's beyond our ability to conceive him in our minds. He is outside of time. Amen. Not restricted by time. Not, not restricted by by, by space. Amen. He's, he, he fills all in all. Amen. You can't, you can't ascend to the highest mountain and, and God's not there. You can't go to the, the lowest depths of the valley and, and God's not there. There's not, a, there's not a place that mankind can find or run to where they will be outside of the sight or the reach of the Lord our God. Somebody say amen. amen. He, is, he is all powerful. He is almighty. He is all knowing. Amen. He fills all space. He, by him all things consist. Amen. The book of Colossians tells us. That he was before all things. And by him all things consist. All things continue in operation. Because of him. All things are held together by him. Amen. There, there's, a, there, there's a concept in, in, uh, in science. Uh, everything is made up of, 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 of cells and protons and, and electrons and neutrons. And, and there's, a, there's a substance that they can't define or they can't, uh, they, they can't put a, a really a definition to. They can't really understand it. It's, they call it matter. Amen. And it, and it holds everything together. Amen. They can't, the, the, their minds can't comprehend how it holds things together, but it holds things together. I can, I can bring you a revelation this morning that helps you understand it's God's word that holds everything together. Amen. Because after he speaks, spoken into existence it will continue to be until the day comes when he says all of this is done away with and time will be no more and there will be a new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven come on there will be a different place and a different uh, a different life an eternal life it will not be this earthly realm I want to tell you today that that God is beyond us he's bigger than us he's greater than anything that we could possibly fathom but he has given us a right to know the mysteries of who he is and how many know that Jesus Christ brought light to the mystery of God somebody say amen and so to think that we could build a place amen that could that could house the presence of God amen to think that he said heaven is my throne 
and the earth is my footstool. Amen. And to think that he's propping his feet up on the earth. Come on, he's, he's beyond our ability to, to even wrap our minds around it, but to think that we're going to build something that can house all that God is. Come on, to, to, that, that we're going to build a house that, that, that is going to be just something that, 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 that can house everything and, and all that God is. It's really ludicrous. Come on, somebody. It's really outside our ability to do that. Amen. But God said, he said, told Moses, I want you to speak to the people people. I want you to tell them, I want, I want them to give me an offering. Let me say, give me an offering. I'm going to ask them for some things. And the purpose of these things is going to build, to be, to build a house where I can dwell among them. Amen. It doesn't mean that, that we're going to build something that's going to be able to house all that God is. It means that when we give something to allow God in to be a part of our lives, it gives him access to be among us. It gives him access to be a part of what we're doing. Anytime we give to try to build something for God, it gives him a right to get in that thing and bless it. Come on, somebody. How many know that God blesses the cheerful giver? I want you to bring your stuff. He told him. Bring your gold. Bring your silver. Bring your brass. Bring your blue. Bring your purple. Bring your, bring your scarlet. All these things have, have meanings and representations. Uh, bring, bring some wood. Bring, bring some oil. Bring some spices. Everything, everything that I'm going to do, I'm going to do through what you bring. Amen. Everything that I'm going to do in the earthly realm, I'm going to do through what you bring. Amen. I'm going to allow you to use your stuff to build something for me. Come on. I'm going to allow you to use what you got to build something for me. I'm going to, I'm going to allow you to give. You might not have everything, but you have something. Amen. You might not have the silver, but you might have a little bit of gold. And you might not have silver or gold or brass, but you might have some clothes. And you you might not have any clothes, but you might have some ram skins or some badger skins. Come on. You might not have any of that, but you might have a little bit of oil or you might have some spices that you can include in that anointing oil. Amen. You might not have, have, have everything and you won't have everything, but I tell you this morning, you will have something. Come on. You will have a part. You will have something to bring and you will have something to give. Only the ones that were willing to give what they had were accepted. Wow. Amen. Somebody say, be willing. Only the ones that were willing to, 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 to part with what they had. Amen. Their stuff was used to build and to operate in the earthly realm. Amen. They built a place for God to dwell. And he told Moses, he said, I want you to build it according to 
to the pattern. Amen. I want you to build it according to the structure, the blueprint that I gave you in the mountain. I want you to build it according to the pattern because everything that I'm ordering has a purpose. And if I've ordered it, you need to build it. And if I've ordered it, you need to do it. Don't use that stuff according to the way that you think it ought to be used. Don't break it down and use it for with your for your own ideas, for your own doctrines, and the way that you want to do it. Don't try to build it in a way that you think is going to be better, but do it according to the pattern because the power is in the pattern. The power is in the obedience to the pattern. How many know that God's word is the pattern and we got to build it according to the pattern that God's give? Come on. It's not our right or our responsibility to do it our own way or do it the way that we think it should be done, but it's going to be done according to the way that God has ordered it and then and only then will the blessing and the hand of God be upon it and the anointing of the Holy Ghost will flow through it. I want to preach to this church this morning. We're going to build it according to the pattern. We're going to do it the way that God said do it or we're not going to do it at all. Amen. How many know when, when God told Noah to build the ark? Amen. He gave him a blueprint. Amen. He gave him the pattern. He didn't give it to, to, to Noah's sons. He gave it to Noah. He said, I want you to, this is the way you need to do it. Come on. I gave you, the, if you build it the way I want you to build it, and you do all that I've commanded you, it'll float. Amen. How many know he built it according to the way and it took him over a hundred years to do what God had asked him to do day after day, building it according to the pattern. People looking at him and laughing at him and not, not understanding why he's building a boat in the middle of the desert. Amen. But God ordered it and God gave him the blueprint for it. And when the trouble came, the time came, the rain began to fall and the earth began to break up and waters came forth from the heavens and from the earth and began to flood the earth. All of a sudden, Noah didn't look like such a such a uh, such a fundamentalist. He didn't look like a, a crazy man. He didn't look like he was out there somewhere building something by himself for no reason. Everybody's running to Noah, trying to get in because he had to pattern, he had to plan. And when the water came, the boat floated. Come on, I don't know about you, but when the time comes, I want what I have to be enough to get me to heaven. Because if it's not, it's just a waste of time. Amen. Somebody say amen. Is this all right this morning? I can't do it my own way and make it. Somebody say, I got to do it God's way. Amen. He built that, that temple, that tabernacle, that tent of meeting according to the pattern that God had given him in the mount. Everything that was built, and I talked about it on Thursday night, partly, about the place that, that Moses built. It was, a, it was a place for God to meet with mankind. Amen. It was a, it was a meeting place. It was a, it's God's desire to, to, to meet with mankind. It's God's desire to be with us. Amen. It's God's desire to bless our lives. Amen. It's God's desire to heal us and to make us whole. 
Come on, it's God's desire for us to fulfill His will in our lives. And ultimately, it's God's desire for us to be saved. It's not His will that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. Come on, that all would come to a change of mind and a change of direction and a change of life. Come on, I don't know where you're at this morning or what's going on, but if you're on the wrong path, you know it. And you need to turn around and get on the right path. It's not God's will for you to be lost. It's not God's God's will for you to live in sin and be destroyed. He's got a plan for your life, a purpose for your life. If you'll give up and give in, he'll give you what you need to make that next step for him. Amen. It was a place for God to meet with them. Amen. It was a place. It was a representation when, when he, when, 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 Paul was writing the book of Hebrews. He called it a, a shadow of heavenly things. You know, you know how a shadow is cast. When, when, when the light's shining and something is kind of mirrored in the way, it's, it's cast onto the earth in front of you or around you, and it, and it makes a, a shadow or a, a, an outline of what that thing is. Right? You see people do the alligators and the, you know, the, I'm not that talented. If I was a good preacher, I would turn the lights off and did some, put on a little show for you. But uh, uh, it's a, it's a cast a shadow. Amen. And so when Paul was talking about the tabernacle and the things in the heavens, the tabernacle that was built on the earth was a shadow of what was already in heaven. It was, it was what was already there. Amen. It, it, when he built the tabernacle and he talked about the altar and talked about the, 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 the labor and he talked about the, 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 the showbread and the seven golden candlesticks and the, the altar of incense and, and going into the holiest of holies and where the ark of the the covenant is, which is the divine presence of the Lord. Amen. And, and on the Ark of the Covenant, there was two cherubims, which are, which are angels, anointed cherubims that, 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 that had their wings covering the mercy seat, which was on the, the, the Ark of the Covenant. Amen. The mercy seat in the holiest of holies. It was a real thing in the heavens. Amen. This is not something that Moses dreamt up in his mind and built a bunch of stuff to worship God, earthly gods or in the earthly realm. This is something that was given from a heavenly revelation of what was already in the heavens that God wanted to represent in the earth. And he said, take your stuff and build according to the pattern and everything you build. And if you build it according to the pattern, you're going to be building according to what's already in heaven. What's already in heaven is established. It's eternal. It'll never fail. And if you build it the way that I want you to build it, you'll build it in an eternal way. If you build it the way that I want you to build it, it'll, it'll stand the test of time. If you build it the way that I want you to build it, when the rains come and the wind blows, it will stand. It'll stand. It'll stand because natural things can't destroy eternal things. Clap your hands to the Lord and love him today. Elbow your neighbor and tell him it'll stand. It's going to stand because it came from heaven. Amen. That's why I said, when you pray, pray thy father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. 
You're, you're the father of all creation. You're everything. You're, you're, you're everything that, that was and is and is to come. You have power over all things. You are the father of all life. Come on. You are the father of the creation. Everything that's been made. And you're in heaven. Come on. Tell him. He's in heaven. Come on, he's in a place where he sees it all. Come on, he has a heavenly perspective. A perspective that he can see what we can't see. He knows what we don't know. He can see down the road five years. He can see what's going to happen when we leave the church. He can see it. Amen. He knows all things. Nothing is hid or, or, or from the eyes of God. He has a heavenly perspective. And he said, so when you pray, acknowledge the fact that God is in heaven and you're not. God is God and you're not and pray that thy will be done in earth as it's purposed in heaven come on somebody I think we need to quit praying carnal prayers we need to quit praying the way that we want things to turn out and start praying God thy will be done as it's already purposed in heaven release it in the earth as it's already been spoken in heaven make it good in the earth come on somebody pray for your family according to God's will pray for your children according to God's will. God's will be done. Amen. I don't have time to cover all the tabernacle, but it was a place for God to meet with us. But everything in the tabernacle was a representation of Jesus Christ. It all points to him. It all does. It's, it's, it's laid out in a cross like fashion if you look at it from an overhead view and the way it's laid out it's it's in the shape of a cross the head being the holiest of holies how many know he is the head of all things to the church he's the head somebody say he's the head amen the body where the arms are and the chest and the heart it's it represents the earthly realm Amen. It represents the operation of the church in the earth. Amen. It represents the altar of incense, the, the table of showbread, and the, and the seven golden candlestick. Amen. Uh, the divine presence of the Lord. The, the, the operation and the illumination of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say amen. It, it represents what we do in the earth and the operation of the earth. Amen. The, 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 the the, the, the tabernacle was a shadow of what would come. And the Lord knew the plan of God. How many know that the, the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world? When Jesus went to the cross to give his life, it wasn't a surprise to the plan or the will of God. It was a fulfillment of prophecy. It was a fulfillment of years and years of prophecy. Over 300 prophecies were fulfilled in Jesus Christ and in his life and his death and his his burial and his resurrection it all pointed to Jesus and so when he was saying I want you to make me a tabernacle so I can dwell he's talking about earthly things because he knew that there would be a man to come he knew that there would be a man to come that would step into the earthly realm and get back all that Adam lost in the garden he knew that he would take on the form of a man and become in the likeness of man and and become obedient unto death even the death of the cross to buy back and to gain back power in the earth. I want to tell you today, Jesus Christ has all power in heaven and in the earth. He is almighty. He is all powerful. He is all knowing and he is our God and he's our salvation. 
in whom we trust. Amen. Build me a house. Amen. It was a shadow of what would come. Jesus coming to the earth was the fulfillment of all that God had purposed in creating a way for us to be saved. Amen. That's why there's, there's no other way to be saved except the preaching of the cross. That's the way that was created. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Amen. How many know he's the bridge? I talked about it Thursday. He's the door that leads to the sheepfold. Amen. Anybody that tries to go up some other way is a thief and a robber. Amen. There, there is no other way. There's people trying to find other ways into the kingdom and try to find other ways to be saved. But there's a door that you can get in to where God's at, but it's Jesus Christ. How many know that you got to come through Jesus? There's only one name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. There is no other name. He is the only name. He is the only way. Come on, somebody. If you believe that, clap your hands to the Lord and magnify him. He's the only way to be saved. God's not in every religion. Amen. All religions don't lead to the same God. Amen. I don't care what Oprah says. Amen. She's got a lot of influence and there's millions of people that listen to her voice and she's going to have to be accountable for that. Amen. But all gods don't point to our God. All religions don't point to God. Amen. God Almighty. We have to understand there's one way and it's through Jesus Christ and we all have to be partakers of one bread. We are one bread and we are one body. Somebody say amen. Kick me off of Facebook. Amen. Jesus come into the temple. The book of Jerusalem uh, in, in Jerusalem, the Bible tells us that that he was uh, he came up to Jerusalem at the time of the Passover in John chapter two, and he went into the temple because. Whenever he went anywhere, he went to the temple. How many know he went to the temple? He went to the synagogue. He, 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 went, uh, he, he went to the place where they were gathering to worship. Amen. He, he spent a lot of time in the, in the synagogues teaching, reading the word, uh, uh, being with the people. Somebody say being with the people. He goes into the temple and he sees the temple. Uh, they got oxen in the temple and sheep and doves and they got the money changers sitting there with their cash register. And they're selling the sacrifices. They're selling the sacrifices that the people, it, it was, it was, it was, it, it's a, it's a necessary thing for the people to bring a sacrifice. 
okay, to, to, to bring a, a sacrifice. A sacrifice is something that is inconvenient for you. You know, it's something that costs you. It's something that, that you own or you have or you have power over. You know, it's, it's, it's something that you control. Amen. You decide what happens with it. Amen. And so they weren't bringing their sacrifices to the, to the house of God. They were buying them at the church. As if to say, I'm going to sell you something that will save you. Instead of saying, the only way for you to be saved is to bring what needs to be brought and lay it down before the Lord. Amen. I can't sell you a sacrifice that's going to save your soul. Come on. I can't sell you something. Come on. There, there's people that's going to try to sell it to you. Come on. They're going to try to you give in the offering and, and, and God's going to, he'll save you. Amen. If, if you buy this Jordan, this water from the Jordan River and you, and you pour it on your head, you're going to be healed. Come on, somebody. That's nonsense. Amen. I can't sell you something that's going to save you. Amen. And me making money off of your demise is ridiculous. Jesus came in and that's what he saw. Amen. He's looking at a church that has become something that has not, it was not purposed to be. He got mad. You know, the Lord gets mad. Read it. He got some cords. Let me read it to you. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he got him some cords and made him a whip out of it. And he said, all right, this, this place has become something. It's got purpose on it. But you have taken it and you've twisted it around and made it something it's not supposed to be. And so he got the cords. And he went after him. He cleaned house. He said. Flipped over their tables. Come on. He didn't get those cords to not use them. He drove them out. Of the temple. He whooped them out. Somebody say he whooped them out. Amen. Drove them out of the temple. Flipped over their tables. Destroyed their, their, their place of business. Amen. Messed up all that they were doing. He flipped. A, sometimes I think that we need to have our tables flipped over. Amen. Sometimes I think that, that we need to have our business messed up. Amen. We, when we get off track, uh, Lord, I, I want you to mess up my stuff uh, if, I, if I get off a track. Don't let me get so far bent out of the way uh, that I can't see what's right and I become doing things that are ungodly and accepting things that I shouldn't be accepting and preaching things I shouldn't be preaching. Mess up my stuff. Uh, mess it up so, so I can't go on doing business uh, the way that I want to because I want to walk uh, in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. 
Ghost and be in the center of God's will. I don't want some, some carnal uh, a design or some, some carnal desire to keep me from fulfilling the will of God in my life. I want to be what all that God has called me to be. And if Jesus, if you got to turn it over, turn it over. If you got to flip it over, flip it over. If you got to mess it up, mess it up. I mean, some people don't want preached to that way. He turned it over and purged it so that it would be the way that it's supposed to be. He said, you have made, you have made my house a house of merchandise. In a den of thieves. But it's supposed to be called. What? House of prayer. House of prayer. The disciples are standing by and they're. They're watching this take place. Uh, I think they were probably. In, in awe. At what Jesus was doing because. They grew up with this nonsense. And sometimes we're accepting of things because we, we grew up with those things. And we, uh, we've accepted those things because that's the way uh, mom and dad did it. Or that's the way uh, the church I went to did it. Or, or that's the way it's just accepted. But, but if it don't line up with God's will, come on, if it don't line up with, with me bringing something and having to, to, to give something in order to, to have what God wants me to have. Amen. There's a concept in scripture that we got to be willing to give in order to get. Amen. If you give, you'll get, if you let go, he'll place something in your hand. Come on. If you're willing to let go of whatever it is you have, or you have power over, then God will replace that with something of his. Amen. It's a representation of, of Jesus laying down his life and in laying down his life he received power and glory and honor to be the king of kings and the lord of lords and we have access to God through what was given or laid down for us it's a concept of scripture that we have to begin to understand in the 21st century church that it's not about all oh, God blessing me giving me what I want giving me everything that I desire making my dreams come true no 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 if you lay down your life and you put it on the altar, he'll give you his life. Amen. He will give you what you were purposed to have. But the only way that you can get that is to lay it down. Amen. The disciples are watching this and they're like, whoa, this dude, he mad. You ever seen somebody get real mad? gets people's attention, don't it? Somebody's just had enough and they're fin finally, I'm putting my foot down. Right? This ain't going to happen anymore. I'm done with it. Uh, it gets people's attention. And so the disciples are watching and they're watching what Jesus is doing and everything that he ever did had a purpose. Everything he ever said, he said for a reason. Come on. They were watching him as he was cleaning and cleansing the temple. And they remembered the scripture that was written in the book of Psalms. The zeal 
of thine house hath eaten me up. Amen. The, the, the zeal or the, the enthusiasm or the, the love for, for thine house has eaten me up. Amen. It, is, it has consumed me. The, the, the zeal and Jesus was a representation of the divine will of God and all that, that, that God was. And his desire was to cleanse the temple. His desire was to let the people know that the way they were living was not the right way to live. And his desire for them to do it the right way was greater than his desire for them to be lost. And so he grabbed the cords. He cleaned the temple. Come on. He let them know that the way they were doing it was not acceptable in God's eyes. Come on. It was not acceptable. He got mad. He got jealous. He got fed up because his desire for the house was greater than their desire for the will of God. And he got mad and jealous about it until he flipped it over and turned it upside down. And we think, wow, he deserved that. Don't we? They deserved that. They shouldn't have been. But I ask you, if we would have been there, would we have been right in there with them? When Jesus flipped it over and messed it up, it brought revelation. It brought revelation to the will of God. Amen. Sometimes God got to get fed up. Come on, somebody. Amen. And he will begin to act on his desire to make things better and to keep things the way that they should be. But he didn't just do that for the temple in Jerusalem. We, we read that story and we think, yeah, he, he cleaned out that temple. He got them straightened out. Right? He, he, he purified their motives. <laughs> he set them on the right path. Amen. Go get them, Lord. Come on. Preach, Lord. Go get them. Set them straight. Amen. But there's something that we have to understand about God. God didn't build that temple so that he could dwell in a building. Amen. God didn't set that pattern out so that he could dwell in a building. Amen. Because how many know... Uh, if he just dwelt in this building, we would be in trouble. Amen. God built that as a representation of Jesus and that he would be, he would be uh, God in the earth. Amen. He would be the divine will of God fulfilling it in the earth. The express image of the invisible God. The outward expression of all that God is and all that God represents. Uh, his divine character and his example and how to, how to live and, and how to operate in the earth and how to pray and, and how to talk and how, how to witness Everything about Jesus is an example to us on how we're supposed to be. Jesus came and gave his life, laid down his life, was resurrected on the third day, and he 
ascended into heaven and sat at the right hand of God, the right hand of power, the right hand of authority, that everything that happens in the earth goes through him. How many know that he did that so he could dwell on this inside of each and every one of us? That's why Paul said, don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost? Come on, don't you know that you're bought with the price, the price of the blood of Jesus Christ, and you are not your own? Come on, you don't belong to yourself, you belong to God. And when something belongs to God, he's going to do everything he can to get it straightened out and whipped into shape. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you're God's. Amen. Yo, I, I'm not my own. I realize uh, I have a revelation. I'm not my own. I don't live to myself and die to myself. I'm not my own. I'm God's. Amen. And if I, if I start allowing things in my life, he has filled me with the spirit of God. The, he has sealed me with the promise of the spirit. I've been baptized in his name, filled with his spirit. I've been set on a path to fulfill the divine will of God in my life. And if I get on the wrong path, he has every right to flip my tables, to run things out of my life that don't belong there but he's not doing it because he hates me he's doing it because I'm his he's doing it because I belong to him he's doing it because he loves me somebody say he loves me you're not your own you're bought with a price and the zeal of his house has eaten him up and I'm not talking about the building in Jerusalem. I'm talking about your building. Amen. Somebody say this house. Psalm 8, Acts 7, 48 through 50. Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will you build me, saith the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Hath not my hand made all these things? Amen. How is it that, that you can build with things that I made and call it a house for me? Amen. How many know the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof? You think that's your money, but that's not your money. <laughs> it's God's money. Amen. The breath that I'm breathing in today, that's not, it's not my breath. How many know that's his breath? The fact that we're here today and we're alive and well and we're sitting in this church, that's a, that's a blessing of God. It's a miracle for some of us. Amen. It's a miracle that I'm standing here. Amen. I should be dead. I should have been dead two and a half years ago in a car wreck. Amen. But the, but the blessing of the Lord. How many know that's because of him? Amen. It's not because of me or anything I've done. It's because of him. There's one thing that I, that I have control over. And, and that, is, that is me. My body. What I'm going to do with what I have. Is the real question. Amen. God don't dwell in places made with hands. Amen. How many know that 
that, that when we come to this church, this building, this building is not the church. Somebody say amen. We are the church. Amen. We don't have to be in this place to have church. We can have church on the street. We can have church in our homes. We can have church on the workplace. There's been times I've been out on the, on the job witnessing the people, and I feel the Holy Ghost and the anointing, and, and I start having church right there and testifying about what the Lord has done in my life. Why? Because, because God's not confined to this building on Sunday morning. Somebody say amen. It's not necessarily about this place. This is where we meet. Amen. But, but this place is not necessarily the where God wants to dwell. Amen. How many know we come in, we begin to worship, and we begin to feel the presence of the Lord. Amen. But the presence of the Lord is not necessarily here because we're in this building. He's here because we're here. Come on. And how many know that we brought him with us? Amen. I, 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 I talked to the Lord. God's not dead. He's still alive. I talked to him this morning and he's not dead. Amen. I talk to him every morning. Amen. I get up and commune with him and he goes with me to the job. He goes with me to the grocery store. He goes with me to work. He goes with me to church. And when I show up at church, I already have him with him. I don't come to this building to get God. I brought him with me. Amen. Because we are the church of the living God. Somebody say amen. amen. Elbow your neighbor and tell them you're the church. Go ahead. I don't care if they're 12 or 9. Tell them you're, you're the church. Every person. God, Moses, God commanded Moses to tell all the people. He said, bring what you have. This is the list of stuff to bring. Bring what you have. It was their responsibility to give what they had. And when all the people responded to the word of God that was spoken, and they all gave what they had, there was enough items to fulfill and build what God had purposed for them to build. How many know that if there would have been the people that had the gold, if they would have held back, there wouldn't have been any gold and the pattern would have been messed up. If the people that had the wood decided they didn't want to give their wood, the people that had the oil didn't want to give their oil. Then there would have been no oil. And there would have been no wood. Amen. Every person plays a part. And every person has something to give. And has something to, to, to operate in. Come on, somebody. They have a place in the body of Christ. Amen. How many know that we are the body of Christ? And we are members in particular. And, and, and every person part has a purpose. Amen. We are, we are not all eyes and we are not all hands and we are not all ears and we are not all feet. We are different, but we have different parts to play. But the parts we have to play is based on what we have to give. Come on, somebody. What God, what, what, what we have let go of, what we have given up, what we have walked away from, what God has healed us from, what God has brought us out of, what he has done for us in our lives. Come on. If you don't give up what God's asking you to give, 
give up, you won't have no place in the body of Christ. We are all partakers. We are partakers of the suffering. We are partakers of the body of Christ. We all go through Jesus. We all go to the altar. We all experience repentance. There's no way around it. If you're not willing to do that, you have no part with him. But if you're willing to give what's necessary, God will place you in the body where it hath pleased him and you will fulfill your eternal purpose in the body of Christ, which is the church. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. Hey man, stand with me all around the building. You have something. Tell the, tell your neighbor, you have something. Repentance is a very powerful thing. Repentance is from God. We can't create it. We can't manufacture it. It's something that comes through the preached word of God. And it brings with it a godly sorrow. A lot of folks don't like this kind of preaching because it brings you to a point of decision. And that godly sorrow don't feel good in the moment. Dad, I've been there, sitting in the pew. I know I need to be there, holding on to the pew in front of me. So tight I could almost break it off in my hands. Hearing the words of the preacher and feeling the pull of the Spirit of God on my heart. Tears running down my face. Begin weeping in my seat. No, it don't feel good. In that moment. But when you yield to it. It has the power to cleanse your soul. That's the, except ye repent. Ye shall all likewise perish. We're all partakers. It's not something that just one of us has to do. Or a couple of us or just the ones that God wants to use. If we want to fulfill our part. It has to be our way of life. Paul said, I die daily. I die daily. When I get up out of the bed, Josh wants to do what Josh wants to do. Let me know what I'm talking about. Josh wants to act the way Josh wants to act. Josh wants to do what Josh wants to do. That's my name, by the way, if you didn't know that. I'm not talking about somebody else. 
But I have a responsibility to come to the to Moses <laughs> say this is what this is what I have to give all I have is me that's all I have all I have is my life I'm not the smartest I'm not the greatest orator I don't have the greatest education the greatest resume all I have is me this is what I have to give. And I bring it today, Lord, and I lay it down because I want you to, I want you to take what I have and I want you to use it for your glory. I want you to take what I have and I want you to fill it. Because he can only fill what we give him. Come on, somebody. The reason that God hasn't filled your life is because you've only given him half. You've only given him a little place or a little part. But God doesn't operate that way. He wants the temple. And if you give him the temple, he will put his presence there. And I'm going to tell you right now, you don't need more money. You don't need a better job. You don't need another spouse. You need the presence of the Lord. What we're lacking is not more stuff, not more carnal stuff. It is the presence of God. In fact, in order to get that, we're going to have to lose some of that stuff. We're going to have to lay it down. There's no way around it. We are all partakers. You can't get around it. There's no way around it. When you came into the tabernacle through the gate, the first thing they, you saw was the brazen altar. It was so big that you couldn't even see anything beyond it. All you could see was the brazen altar. They call it the, the altar of death. That's, where all, the, that's all, where all the death happened. That's where the sacrifices were made. But it, you could fit all of the instruments and the, and, and the tables and everything that was in the tabernacle. You could fit it inside the brazen altar. That's how big it was. That's a representation to let us know that, yeah, yeah Jesus did a, did a work for us and he made a way for us. But there's no way to God except through the same way that Jesus went through. Come on, somebody. And it's through repentance. It's through the will of God. Not my will, but thine will be done. It's through laying down on the altar and, and laying your life down to God and saying, God, you know what? I'm empty without you. I got, I got this, this stuff that I don't want. I got this. All I have is my life. It's, it's messed up. It's, it's, it's all tore up. It's, it's in turmoil. This is all I have to give, but I'm going to lay it down to you. And I'm telling you right now, if you're willing to do that, then God will fill it. Somebody say, God will fill it. You can't get past the altar without visiting it. You can't get into where you're wanting to go without first going there first. You can have all the good intentions you want. You can be, you can be faithful to church every Sunday. 
But if you're not willing to lay it down on the altar, God is limited in our lives. I don't know about anybody else in this building, but I have determined in my life, I want God's will. I want God's will to be done. And, and, and I want to play my part. I want to fulfill my place. I want to tap into something that's beyond what I can see and what I can touch. And the only way to do that is to lay it down. This is the house that God wants to dwell in. This is the house that he's got zeal for. Come on, this is the house that, 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 that he's wanting to cleanse and purge. This is the house that he's wanting to bless. This is the house that, that, that he's wanting to pour his mercy on and his glory to shine on. This is the house he wants to take all that he is and he wants to move into your temple and he wants to bless it. Amen. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man will hear my voice and he'll open the door, I'll come in and I'll sup with him and he with me. And when he comes in, he brings everything that you need. He brings the purpose you were created for. Come on. He brings the purpose that will take you beyond this life into, the, into that eternal realm. He tells you who you are. Not necessarily just here, but there. Come on, somebody. He, he, we were called in him from the foundation of the world. Come on. We were foreordained. We were predestined to be called the children of the living God. There is a plan that God has for your life. And I wonder this morning, are you wanting to access that? Are you willing to lay down what you have control over so that he can fill it? If you are this morning, why don't you run down to this altar and say, God, I'm yours. I'm not my own. I'm bought with the price. I relinquish control. God, I'm yours. I want your will to be done. Everything I do, I want it to be pleasing to you, to bring glory to your name. Oh, God, everything I do, I want to do as a step towards you, God, so that you can do what you want to do through my life. So I can fulfill my part in the church. So I can take my place. So I can take my place in your body. Come on, come on, why don't we respond to the word of the Lord? Come on, in the name of Jesus, God, in the name of Jesus. I'm yours, Lord. I'm yours, God. I'm yours, God, not my own. Amen. He's zealous. He's zealous for you. You're his. He's paid the price for your life. Come on. He's had purpose upon you. He's paid the price for your salvation. 
He's got, he's got things he wants to pour into you, things he wants to do for you, things he wants to do through you, but you got to yield. You got to give willingly. You got to let go of what you have power over and you got to give it to God. He's not going to take it, but he's going to ask you, come on, I'm here today. I'm here today to fill it. Do you want me to fill it? Do you want me to fill it? I'm yours. I'm yours, God. I'm yours today, Lord. I'm yours today, Jesus. I'm yours today, Jesus. I'm yours today, Lord. I'm yours today. This is all I have. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.